Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Polyglot Respected Podcast, hosted by me, Taylor, and me, Lily. In today's episode of Polyglot Perspective Rants, we'll be talking about language learning clickbait on YouTube. But before we get started, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel, as well as leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This would truly help us out a lot. Another reminder is that all of these podcast episodes will be available on our website, polyglotperspective.com, so feel free to check them out. Thanks so much. Right, so in terms of getting started with today's episode, one question we must ask ourselves is, what exactly is language learning clickbait? So some examples of how this can take form in YouTube can be titles like, how I learned Korean in 24 hours, how you can learn any language in one week, how I learned Chinese in six months, because all these videos promise us fluency in a short amount of time, and they advertise language learning as being something that's easy in the short term. But is language learning really like this? These videos advertise a sense of being really fast and having things come very easily. And these videos are so popular on YouTube because of the sense that it sells instant gratification. And what is instant gratification? Instant gratification is very common actually in this generation. It's getting things at the click of a button very fast. So maybe in, back then they would have to um, wait an hour for a video to upload, but it takes five seconds. So it's in the sense that a lot of people want to do things at a fast pace, including learning languages. So a lot of these things, a lot of these titles about learning languages in 24 hours, three weeks, two months, they're very common because everyone wants to go at a fast pace. And because of these titles, we often compare our language learning progress to the polyglot YouTubers. Yeah, exactly. Have there been times where you've seen videos on YouTube where you've compared yourself either intentionally or unintentionally? Yeah, like um, people, maybe they learned um, a language for three months, maybe like um, Spanish or something. I'm just like, wow, mm -hmm. they can speak so fluently just in three months. But since like before it used to get to me or something, like when I see other people, they say they can learn it in one year, Chinese or this. And then maybe you compare yourself saying, oh, why didn't I have a good enough accent at one year oh how did they learn like in three months more spanish than i learned in three years or these things but it's kind of like you got to remember that um a lot of these polygots are really different like you know what i mean yeah exactly there definitely been times where especially when i started my language learning journey where i just clicked onto youtube and I saw the, all these videos, especially since I was learning Mandarin by myself, mm -hmm. and I didn't have a lot of resources. And so, obviously, I feel like a lot of people learn Mandarin, and it's cool to see everyone document their progress on YouTube. So I was watching videos, and a lot of them would be like, yeah, how I learned Mandarin, how I became fluent in Mandarin in one month. Um, which I feel like, you know, in a sense, I feel like it can be motivating, mm -hmm. seeing someone put their progress and just seeing how much they've improved in the course of a month. However, it is misleading the whole how I became fluent in one month because it's really not possible to be fluent in one language especially a language as complex as Mandarin in one month so yeah that's true because you actually don't really know if 
they really have been studying a language for the time they're advertising. For example, mm -hmm. um, an example with Spanish. So people say they study Spanish in three months, but then in the video they say, oh, I had five years of Spanish class. Yeah. Still giving them a basis of the general language. So they're used to some words. They kind of know the grammar. So they're not starting from zero. That's like when I tell people how long I've been learning Spanish, I say a very long time. I've had three years in school and then three years um, myself. But the school, it didn't help a lot, but it still gave me a little of a basis. So we don't really know where everybody's um everybody's level they're starting with with the language and also they could be studying all their life basically they live in a neighborhood that has this language but they've just started to try to improve their level and you can't really trust everything you see on youtube to be true yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of reasons not to compare yourself. Like talking about how a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but some polyglots could have been studying a language for a majority of their life in school, outside of school, or just dabbling. I feel like um, in certain senses, dabbling actually can help a lot in the long run, especially if you want to learn a language in the future. So you could already have prior experience. And another thing to take into consideration is the fact that everyone's native language is also different. Mm -hmm. So let's say my native language is Korean. So learning Chinese would be significantly easier than if my native language was like Spanish or English. So I think there's also that to take into consideration and that everyone has a different schedule in their day. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, are balancing school, work, um, after school activities, other things that they have to deal with. And they don't have enough time to necessarily learn that their target language one to two hours every single day. So just because, you know, you don't have enough time doesn't mean you're not committed. It doesn't mean you can't be fluent in the language. It just means it'll take a little more time. Yeah, that's so true because, like, some people, they have to work, like, hours and hours. But, like, a lot of us teens, we don't really have um, that full of a schedule. So we can just dedicate our time, our free time to studying languages. But not everybody has that time. And... Another point about why you shouldn't compare yourself to um, these type of videos is, like I said before, not everything you see on YouTube is true because maybe um, there's a title saying, oh, I speak 33 languages. And if you actually look into the video, then you see uh, maybe their accent, like it's very off, it's mispronouncing and the grammar structure that they're using, it's not that good or just they're only using basic phrases. So not all of the videos that say they learned really fast or that they say they're fluent in 33 languages are true because um, sometimes they just want to say that for like views and bring in people. So yeah, definitely. I don't know if this falls under the same category, but there have been videos, which I'm pretty sure a lot of us are familiar with, the whole, like, white guy shocks Chinese natives oh, with no. fluent Mandarin. <laughs> um, those videos are pretty interesting. Um, I think, like, I have mixed feelings about those videos because I really do enjoy, you know, seeing native, like, reactions and real reactions of, um, you know, someone else speaking their language and it's heartwarming to see that, you know, another person from the opposite side of the world is learning their language and it's really nice to see. But at the same time, I feel like it can be a bit unrealistic, especially if these people just pick up a language like the day before and start like spouting like random phrases in that language, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because like sometimes, 
like they have a challenge to learn in 24 hours and talk to natives and then say they shock natives um i'm not really sure about um the titles of these videos because it's like saying that you're very fluent or something to pull Mm -hmm. in saying you're perfect you're shocking them and like I don't get why all of these titles include race on it. Like white guy shocks Asian people, black mm-hmm. girl shocks um, Japanese or um, like, or Spanish person shocks the whatever. Like, why do they have to put race into it? I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's just like showing that someone from a different background and culture can understand and be fluent in the language. But I feel like um, another approach to not only those videos, but the videos you talked about earlier, the learning language in you know six months, two months, one month, um, I feel like those videos could be branded better. Like my progress mm-hmm. in Chinese over six months yeah, would yeah, be yeah. a lot better of a title, I think, than being fluent in Chinese in six months. How do you become fluent in Chinese in six months? Because that gives, it's very misleading. Yeah, it does advertise language as being something you can easily accomplish and check off the box and be finished with it. You know, so I feel like uh showing that it's something that is progressive and something that um you work on every single day or a few days a week for six months is something that's a lot more uh, motivating for other people who also want to learn that language because language learning is definitely a never-ending process you're still always going to learn more even in your native language like i knew i learned new english words like on the daily basis so Mm, there's always going to be new things that you can learn and it's not you can't be fluent like all all of a sudden and right away yeah, it's like language learning. You're just going to keep learning for the rest of your life. You're not just going to be fluent in a short amount of time. And if it takes you like 30 years to get one language, it's totally okay. And like Taylor said about us English speakers, yeah, we're there's a lot of words we don't know. And we're going to keep learning for the rest of our lives, even if we're really close to being like fluent. And this just shows that... um we shouldn't really compare ourselves to what we see on YouTube as this can be very damaging or like make you feel bad about your own progress. So some ways to combat comparisons are not setting too high unrealistic expectations. And by meaning that is you don't have to say you can be a C level in two years, one year, you can just say, oh, I just want to work on conversation skills in this time. And also what's important is to track your personal progress, whether it be doing journals, doing daily videos, that's what I do for Spanish. And that just shows how far you came. Yeah, exactly. I feel like tracking your personal progress is something that's really important. Um, you can do it in many ways. So like Lily mentioned, she does it by um, recording videos of herself. So if you're trying to practice conversational skills, I feel like that would make the most sense to record videos of yourself either on a weekly basis or pick a few prompts to talk about. Or maybe you can do a challenge for yourself where you try to narrate your, you know, your daily life or some topic that's important to you and you know that'll be useful for you. And then maybe in the span of a few months, re-record those videos and see how much your vocabulary has improved to track your progress and or your grammar and how comfortable you are speaking that language. Uh, For me, I usually do those conversation videos as well as write in my journal because I really like writing. Um, So that's what I do on a sort of daily, weekly basis. And I would recommend doing that as well. And then over the span of a few months or years, looking back at your previous journal entries or videos and seeing how much you improved, I think that is a really great source of motivation as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, um, just seeing some of the things I wrote back then, and then I'm just like, oh my god, the grammar is so bad. Oh, my handwriting looks like really, really bad. But then it can be also motivating comparing yourself against um, yourself, like comparing yourself mm-hmm. with yourself instead of comparing yourself to some videos on YouTube that not always is true, or they have different circumstances that make them as good in the language that they are. Yeah, I definitely agree. Comparing yourself with yourself is, um, I think, the most gratifying thing, too, just seeing how much you've progressed and your own self-motivation for it. Um, Yeah, so the last one that we wanted to talk about is that acknowledging the fact that language learning is a long process and it takes a lot of work. We kind of touched on this earlier, but language learning, especially if you're self-studying and don't have a structured schedule in school, is going to be pretty difficult task to do. It's not impossible. It's definitely possible. Um, But it's definitely something that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. And you're going to have to be consistent with it. I feel like that is something that's really important. Um, Rather than spending, you know, one hour every week or every two weeks learning a language, I recommend spending at least like 15 minutes every day just going through any part of the language. So if you want to watch a YouTube video or if you want to listen to a podcast episode, if you want to write a diary entry or whatever you want to do, um, just knowing the fact that you need to be consistent with the language and you will progress over time. Yeah, that's a really good point. And to end things off, just speaking some words in a different language is a phrase that I learned from Korean that a lot of natives use, and it's 수고하세요. And that just means keep up the good work. And um, yeah, that's how we end it. Okay. Things for today. Nice. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, and we'll see you in the next podcast episode. 수고하세요. 수고하세요.